Welcome in to another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. That's right, the NBA playoff edition. Rob Parker here. Martin White's there. What's up, Martin? How are you? Doing well, doing well, Rob Parker. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you kidding? The Bucks are back in back. the series. I think they're hey, you're back in Los home. Angeles. What's that? So you said the Bucks are back in the series and you're back in Los Angeles. That's right. And uh this is uh this is a great turn of events here, but we're gonna talk about all that. Uh give you our picks for uh game five, which is Saturday night in uh Phoenix, series tied now two two. Um Let's start there, Martin. How shocked are you? Did you have uh, Phoenix in game four? Did you think that they were going to um, take control of the series or not? Because I did pick Milwaukee. I had Phoenix in game four. I picked them to cover four and a half. I thought they had a good shot at winning the game, but I thought it'd be close. So I was right on that. What I did not expect was Chris Paul to just go AWOL, just coming completely they would have been better off if he had not played, I feel like, in game four. Like, I know that's a crazy thing to say, but when you look at what campaign has done in this playoffs, it's just – and the way that Chris Paul played, he just fell down at the end of the – you know, what, with two-point uh, two game, blew the game, blew the spread. I mean, if Chris – like, I thought that to this finals – I feel like you've had two games where you wasted a 40-point game out of Giannis if you're Milwaukee, and you just wasted a great Devin Booker performance if you're Phoenix. Yeah, uh, I'm not totally surprised that uh, Milwaukee tied the series. Um, Chris Paul looks all of 36 years old, has really struggled the last three games, has 15 turnovers. Yeah, the difference between Chris Paul and a bakery is a bakery only sells them in 12 at a time. And he's had 15 in the last three games. And here's the other part. I think it's this worst stretch of turnovers since like 2012 in the playoffs. It's, it's just uncharacteristic. But he looks older. He definitely uh, started the series with a bang. If you remember game one, he had the great game six against the Clippers. But it's it's been downhill going the other way. What scares me about the Suns going forward. And I believe Milwaukee is going to win this series, Martin. I think Milwaukee is going to win the next two games. Uh, is that the Suns are a young team. You haven't been there. A lot of young guys experiencing stuff uh, that they've never had before. And uh, now all the pressure is on them at home for game five. Not Milwaukee. Milwaukee knows no matter what, they're going home for a game six. Phoenix Hat feels like it has to win this home game. If they don't, there's a good chance they might never come back to Cleveland. It could get closed out in Milwaukee. So I just think it's always a little tougher on the home team, younger team. Is Devin Booker going to give you another 40 plus uh, in game five? Yes, you think figure that Chris Paul will play play better than he did. He can't play that poorly again. If he does, then the series definitely over. But I like Milwaukee in this thing. We saw them bounce back. They were down 0-2 to Brooklyn. They got run out of the gym in game uh, two in Brooklyn. They were trailing by 49, lost by 39, and they were able to somehow win four of the next five. They're down in this series 2-0. And I just don't believe it. I think the Suns' championship run has been Fugazi the entire way. The only reason I picked the Suns to win this series is because I thought Giannis Martin was hurt. And let's talk about Giannis 
and and give me your oh, take. Oh, oh, just well, one second, one second. Before we get there, I want to say, how was the Suns run Fugazi when Kevin Durant literally hit the shot that should have sent the Bucks home? You said they just somehow won four out of five. Well, the reason they won four out of five is because Kevin Durant wears a size seventeen and not a size fifteen. That's why they won four out of five. Otherwise, they'd be sitting at home. So, like, I mean, if you want to do the ifs and if the ifs in the butts or candy and nuts, I mean, we we all can do all that for, for no, you know, no, the bucks as well. But the Suns run by far. I mean, they looked at it. They had in the first round. They were down two to one. Everybody thought the Lakers were in control of that series, including you, Martin Weiss. And guess what? AD comes up lame. No Jamal Murray in 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 the in the series against Denver. And Jokic is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but you can't miss a guy like Jamal Murray and not have it affect your team eventually. And then no Kawhi Leonard. And here's the other thing. The Suns had a game five when they could have taken control of the series. And I mean, put the, the, the Clippers out, up three to one, and they lose at home in a game five, have to go to L.A. for a game six. So they're capable of losing a game five at home. I, I'm all over Milwaukee uh, and, and yeah, it's coming just, up. I, I wonder what the, uh, the injuries of a, I can't believe that I'm sitting across from you in this same chair that I've sat in for this since, since February of this, of this, of 2021. And you're, you are somehow making this argument like James Harden and Kyrie Irving hurt being hurt. Didn't let the bucks walk right through. And they almost did, but you know, let's talk about Giannis and, and his knee because he has been, I think in this finals, He's been, to me, one of the most impressive players that I've seen. I think he's, he's been, the best player in the series. It's not even close. But even in, and even in the way that he's playing, like best player in the series, absolutely. But the way that he's playing is the type of like I, I used to watch my dad do it all the time when I was growing up. But it's the type of thing that makes me reach and grab my phone and reach out to somebody and say, yo, Giannis is effing hooping right now. Giannis is going to work. Like, turn, if you're not watching this, turn this on right now because Giannis is putting on a show. I mean, it, people say this finals hasn't been entertaining. This finals hasn't been fun to watch. I think Giannis and the way that he's been going back and forth and Devin Booker minus game three have both been fun to watch for me. Giannis, A, and I love what he did in game four. You know, like, he didn't have to feel like he had to put up 40. He had eight assists. You know what I mean? He played the game without, like, feeling like I need to, to – if we don't – if I don't get 40, we're not going to win. That wasn't, the, that wasn't the mindset he was in. And, Martin, every player you want to – you know, there's, there's certain – a shot or something that, that signifies your career, and people will go back to it. And now, Giannis, they have to win the finals, but he has that shot. He has that play now. That block is an unbelievable block. Did ESPN miss it? Because I didn't see a replay until after the game. You know what I mean? Like, after. They didn't give me a replay right after. How do you not replay a block where he's defending the guy with the ball first and then has to recover and turn around, Martin, and go to the basket and defend Aiton and get to a clean block? It ain't even like, oh, my God, he fouled him. He's going to the line. A clean block. That is one of those signature plays. Would you Would you not say so? I'll say this. You know, in the business that we're in, every time anyone ever has a block in the postseason, they're like, was it better than LeBron's? No, I this don't know. What about Tayshaun Prince's block in 2004? Reggie Miller was another one. Don't forget that block. 
I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. In the last, ever since LeBron got Iguodala off the backboard, you know, every time you see a block, that's the one that everybody compares them to, right? I'll say this was the first time that I've seen a postseason block where I was like, oh wait, okay, this this is this is this is Tayshawn. This is LeBron. This is this this is up there in the top. Probably it's top five blocks in postseason history, and it's not five. Right, like it's. it's, it's I, it was, I think it's better than that. I don't. I haven't seen every block in, in a big postseason, but those three I mentioned there that I've watched myself are all up there. Those are huge blocks. Uh, it changed everything. I mean, to to be yeah. able to recover one second, you're covering the guy dribbling the basketball, and the next second they make a pass, you make a pivot, you go to you know protect the basket and uh, get a clean block on a on a. You know, terrific kid, Aiden, who we know what he can do around the basket, Martin. You know, I, I I texted my dad and I said, yeah, it's video game stuff. But as I sit here and talk to you, it's not video game stuff because they won't let you do certain stuff in video games because it's not real. Like, it, like yeah, I don't, you probably haven't played PlayStation 5. It's really hard to block a field goal in, in Madden, right? Because, like, do, do block field goals happen? Yes. But if you make it in the game where you can block a field goal, people will figure out how to, how to game that 5% to opportunity. It's like that's why you can't have what Giannis was doing in the video games. We'll figure out how to game that five percent and make it happen every single time down the court. I mean, just like a superhuman type of it's really like not to be ridiculous or whatever, but it's stuff like that. That's why I got into this business. That's why I wanted to work in this business, is because to see these two people do superhuman things with their body and compete against one each other and just you know, as soon as you think, as I mean, I'm not going to lie. That was the game. I'm like, they finally, because, again, the other elephant in the room that we, I feel like people have been missing, to go back to the Suns for a little bit, sure, Aiton, had, Aiton was a non-factor for most of the game. But when you look at most of the game, how does Aiton get his points? The same as, like Giannis said, when Devin, when he, when Booker had the ball in his hand like that, he knew what the play was. So he just ran and tried to cut the playoff because DeAndre Ayton eats off these pick and rolls. He eats off of, off of being set up off of that. And if Chris Paul is not playing well, they're not running plays for DeAndre Ayton. You see what I'm saying? They're no, not, no, they're no, not no, calling I, I, plays I for him. Like outside of the first, like first 10 minutes of the game. Cause they seem to decide to get him kind of going early to establish the inside. But to me, this thing comes down to Chris Paul. And if the Suns don't win this, Chris Paul's got nobody to look at but himself. So this will be on Chris Paul if they don't get it done. Up 2-0, and then he's playing poorly, you know, basically uh, as the series has gone on. What do you think of uh, the TV ratings? Obviously, they're better than last year's bubble, big time, because those were like the lowest rated finals ratings ever, which is incredible when you think that the Lakers and LeBron James were involved in it, but it was. This year, they're, they're also down, Martin, but are, are people not buying into it or will they, will they get into it? I think the ratings were better for game four, but they weren't that great, you know, coming into game four. Is, is this what fans want? Different markets, different players, or is this, is, would this thing be better or bigger if it was Brooklyn playing the Clippers? I, I think that the conversation around ratings is kind of outdated in general. And just personally, because anecdotally, I have consumed an inc- I have consumed more sports in the last decade than the average human being, than the above average human being, than honestly any human being should have consumed. That's what you're saying. I mean, 
it is what it is, right? But in any, but like the vast majority of the way that I'm consuming these sporting trends, it's not counting in ratings. Like I've seen it all, and none of it counted in the ratings until very recently. That my viewing patterns count to the ratings. So I've always had this idea of the ratings as something that like you and I care about much more significantly because at, in some form of fashion impacts our job status, right? Then, um, than the average fan. I think if you're if you're a basketball fan and you can't see that you saw in this finals two of the best finals performances back to back, you got Shaq, you got LeBron, you got Giannis back to back 40-10 games, right? If you can't see Devin Booker yesterday, or not yesterday, rather, but on, on uh, whenever game, there's so many damn days between these games, too. That's another thing. But whenever well, the, uh, the... It's all for time. It should be every other day, but they don't play it like that. Yeah, so it's all, like, it's all, all of this stuff is weird. It's out of the ordinary. Like, it, we, we're watching the finals game, and it's the 4th of July. It, it, we're... When in in God's green sporting earth, Rob Parker, you've been here so long. You got salt and pepper up top. When have you ever had to decide between going to the Major League All-Star game and watching game four of the NBA finals? It's never happened. Right. No, no, no. It's never happened. You know, I was in Denver for the All-Star game. I was actually stayed a day later, so I was able to watch game four, you know, while having Having dinner at a great restaurant in Denver. So uh, you're right. It does seem weird. This is very late for the NBA where the finals are usually over in June. So this is kind of crazy. But, you know, you know, it it feels like, you know what it feels like, Rob? It feels like, you know, Michigan, right? They have beaches in Michigan, you know, the beach lakes on the the lakes. And let's say like one December, it was 75 degrees. (laughs) And people were like, how come nobody's at the beach? And it's like, look, I get it 75 degrees, but it's December. You know, I'm, I'm over here Christmas shopping. I don't have time to go to the beach. Now, if you're in L.A., it's a different story. You may be on the beach in December, but it's like people do things in the time slot that they're expected to do them. Last year's finals wasn't in the right time. This year's finals wasn't in the right time. Like, you tell me – like. Tell me the NBA is doing poorly on Christmas Day. That's a different story. You know, on a tent pole day like that, like then, then I'm a little bit concerned. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I think people look at this finals, and yeah, there's some great storylines. Obviously, Giannis stayed in Milwaukee, trying to win a championship. Chris Paul got finally getting to the finals after 16 years trying to win a championship. A young star, people saying Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant, all that is hyperbole and uh, prisoner of the moment stuff. But there are storylines here that you could take a look at and, and say it's interesting. Well, to your storyline point, because I think there's a ton of storylines through this. And one of the things that's left out of the ratings conversation as a whole, we rarely talk about the quality of the broadcast when we talk about the ratings and how people are viewing this. The, bro- the broadcast just, isn't I, the reason why people watch or, or don't watch. I mean, I, I just don't believe that. I don't even care. NFL, when they pay these guys a gazillion dollars, Tony Romo, if if the game's on and I want to watch it, it's not, I'm not watching. And it's no disrespect I disagree. I disagree. I, I, don't wa- I, I mean, don't I think if you... You're going to tell me LeBron, that if the Cowboys... You got, 
You mean, no, you mean it's I think, no it's, yo, it's, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. If you got the Cowboys, you've got the Lakers, if you got Kevin Durant, if you got, oh, you know, some, the, but, the, no, but if you got two teams, if you got two teams like the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns who do not engender a national following in the way that these other national branded teams do, I absolutely think if you don't like the halftime show, you might turn it off. I, I, don't, I don't believe that at all. I just, I, I mean, it's a part of it. I might have the halftime show, but I'm talking about the game. Like Welcome no announcer fan. whether or not I'm going to watch the game or not. I might not like the broadcast. I might think the announcer's not that good or, or the team's not great. Or, you know, I'm talking about the broadcast team, but that's never, ever going to affect whether or not I'm going to watch a game. I'll just say, man, they were it wouldn't lousy affect on me the either. In fact, Part of the reason why I'm sitting here with you today is because as a child, I would sit back and yell and argue with the guys on TV about how wrong they were. Right. So I'm with you. I agree. Right. It wasn't it wasn't me. It was the other guys. No, of course. Well, I'm talking about the play-by-play guys. I didn't have time to watch you. and I'm too busy trying to get a degree. Now, anyway. (laughs) No, but in seriousness, though, like I, I personally. I love to hate the guys, right? I love to hate the announcers. They're all dumb to me. It's like, I'm no, you effing idiot, this and that. There's a lot of people, I'm telling you, Rob, in today's day and age, especially in today's NBA fandom, where you are a fan of a player instead of a team, right? Like, I'm I'm a rarity, right? I'm 31, and I just like basketball. I just like the league. I'm t- I, 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 I think that that matters. I think that's I really the lamest thing I've ever heard. I, I, I still can't get over it. Growing up as a kid, and I get it, you can see more stuff nowadays, but I just think to bounce from team to team, depending on who's going to play, I just, I, I find it to be shocking. And it tells you about where people are and they have no loyalty. They got four jerseys in their, in their closet. How could, how could you ever have four jerseys? I mean, if you're from New York, you had to pick between the Mets or the Yankees, or you had to pick between the Jets and the Giants. And that was it. I will admit, though, that my first football jersey ever was a Los Angeles Rams jersey, number 11. Mm. You know why? Practice what you preach, Rob Parker. Why? No, I'm just saying my first jersey. But do you know why? This is right. You you should guess this, Martin. It was on sale at Modell Sporting <laughs> So Even as a kid, I swear to you, I was like a football jersey. It was marked down. It was a Rams number 11. I'm going to send you the picture later, Martin, because I wore it in high school and I have a picture of me in class with this number 11 Rams jersey on growing up in New York. That was on sale. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to, to, to rock the Vince Ferragamo. Completely That's contradictory. I, That's who I thought it was. Everybody says he didn't wear 11. I always thought it was a Vince Ferragamo. I'm going to look that up back in the 70s. Who wore number 11 for the Rams? I do just like how you completely invalidated your entire. That's the lamest thing I've ever heard. But I did it because the no, jersey was on sale. Right now, you were fan of whoever got the cheapest jerseys. Yeah, I tell no, you what, if right you. now you could go to Ross and get a Chris Paul jersey for four dollars, you might buy it and say Suns and Six. I'm not doing that, and I wouldn't buy it. I would, I would buy it and give it away as a Christmas gift, though. Martin, what size are you? All right, last thing before we get to our picks, Martin. Uh, Space Jam, LeBron James's uh, movie, you know, Michael did it years ago. And Space Jam, what is it called? The New Legacy. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Was totally trashed in a review I read in the New York Post. Said it was just 
abomination? Is that what I think that's what they called no, it? The New York Post, the bashing of uh, American journalism, the the no, the pillar of the fifth estate. It's the movie review, and I'm not surprised. I thought this was a mistake by LeBron from day one. First of all, if you're going to do something, don't copy what Michael Jordan. Come up with a new script. Do do something else if you want to do a motion picture. I'm not against him branching out, but but I'm not shocked that this is a yawner. I know you're going to waste your money and go see it, but... Uh, Look here, old man. First of all, I'm not technically in the millennial sense of the way I'm not wasting my money because I already have somebody else's HBO Max password. So somewhere down the line, someone else is paying $14.99 a month for me to stream Space Jam, a new legacy tonight. That's how that works. I'll have you know, pal. Now, if I had some kids or something like that, of course, I'm coming out of leg and limb to go all the way to the movie theater and get the popcorn and get the Toon Squad jerseys and the headbands and all this and that. But me personally, I will be enjoying Space Jam, A New Legacy, whether it's good or bad, on my lazy boy right here. Do you, did you think this movie was going to do it? I'm just asking you. Didn't you think this was a bad idea? No, I didn't think it was a bad idea. No, I did not think it was a bad idea. You old fart. Come on, I'm man. I'm, I'm, like, I'm realistic. Why would it be a bad idea for LeBron to make a kid's movie? There's because, only so because, many people. Go ahead. Because do something original is what I'm saying. Don't do something that's going to be put up against Michael Jordan, because this is what I'm saying. That That's the bad idea. I said it's cool to make a movie. Come up with something original. Leave that over Why? there. It's like it's this like trying to remake. Doesn't want new things, it's Rob. Like this country doesn't want new things. Win. There's cl- there's no, things it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it no, is. No, it's like you know what it's like. It's like Fast and the Furious Ten, or it's like the, they they have they have made, how many Star Wars movies have they made? They have figured out a way to figure out. You can make the before, the prequels, the sequels, the postquels. I mean, no, everything in Hollywood is just a repeat of what happened 25 years ago. And so it just made perfect sense that Space Jam was up next. And I'll tell you this. Another thing, Michael Jordan in what is it? Whatever Space Jam was released, 1994, maybe 1995, if if, uh, if memory serves correctly, universally panned, re-released 20 years ago. Critics loved it. Why? Because the people who were criticizing it um, in, in 1994, they got like you and they grew older and older and older. And the people who loved it, like me as a kid, became movie critics. And so <laughs> that's what happened. We grew up, we became adults and we became the people who reviewed movies. And that's why now in 2021, Space Jam original has such a higher standing. And honestly, if you go back and watch it, sneakily predicted the virus outbreak. That was the way that they the, the uh they shut down the league when when the Barkley and 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 Bershawn Bradley everybody lost their powers. They said they had to shut down the league to contain a virus outbreak, which well, as I watched it over quarantine, I was like, how funny is that? Did they call it COVID? Was it called COVID? No, I mean it was one of those like the you know it was one of those like the Simpsons prediction of futures no, I, where it's like they just if you do something long enough you know if you keep saying it's gonna well, be seventy five degrees right. outside eventually you're gonna be right yeah if you have a TV show for twenty five years and you keep writing scripts and you're making up stuff eventually right something will something will click all right I I thought it was a bad idea. Let's uh, take a look. I, I at haven't this. seen the movie yet. I'm going to watch it. I don't imagine that I'm going to enjoy it. I probably will not watch it again until I have kids. I want to introduce them to sports in a way that will make it easier for me to do my job. But there you go.
You keep mentioning kids. Is something you need to tell me? We're talking about a kids movie. If we, if we were talking about like if LeBron was starring in an interview with a vampire, then it'd be a different conversation altogether. That was a kids movie. Yeah. And it's shocking to me, Rob, that you, you know, you know on, on the north side of 50 may not may not be super entertained to go see a CGI 90 minute, you know, tete a tete with LeBron and Bugs Bunny. Maybe maybe. I don't know. Maybe you're just not the target audience. Did you hear the guy doing the Bugs Bunny voice? Awful. Not didn't sound anything like Bugs Bunny. I mean, sure, at right. least like like I'll try to imitate it. A Bugs Bunny is a, an original. Bugs Bunny is a is an iconic cartoon. You can't botch his voice up, Martin. I'm sorry. You got to get Bugs right. Oh, I grew up goodness. on Bugs. All right, Rob. Game five of the NBA Finals: Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks. They're Tied up 2-2. Series goes back to Phoenix. And uh, I saw a stat today. The team that wins game five will win the series 72% of the time. That so, is a great stat. You know why? Because a team that wins game one wins 70% of the time. So I, I look at that stat. That's not even that impressive. They, they Phoenix won game one. They, they well, won. the thing is, it's, it's, it's 72% of the time you know, it, that means 28% of the time it doesn't happen, right? That, that But that's no, but a pretty significant it, amount. Yeah, It doesn't change from if you win game one, it's 70%. I'm just, I'm just saying that. It's not like if you win game one, it's 35%. And if you win game five, it's 80%. That would be like, wow, that game is a big deal. So that's all I'm saying. All right, go ahead with your point. Well, in any event, Phoenix won game one. I think they will win game five. And for my same game parlay... My lemon pepper parlay, I'm playing Devin Booker, the light-skinned killer, to score 30-plus points. Chris Paul to have a redemption moment after three days off of rest to score 20-plus points. And the Suns on the money line, if you take that right now on FanDuel, that's plus 370 odds. Let's have a day. My lemon pepper parlay is very simple. I'm all on the Bucks. I don't think they'll uh, I think they'll win the next two games in this series. But for game five, Saturday night in Phoenix, I have the Bucks. You could give me the points. What is it? Five points. I'll take it, even though I won't need it because they'll win outright. And I'll take Giannis over 33. He had 26, I think, in game four, had eight assists, played a different game. He'll get back to scoring some more points. He'll have 33. Didn't have to have 40. And the Bucks will win, and this thing will come crashing down on the Suns, and everybody will know how fugazi they really are. So remember, it's always better with the cheddar. And I guess they do make cheese in Milwaukee, huh? All right, Martin. That's the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast for this week. Uh, you guys need to uh, subscribe, like it, share it with some friends. Uh, come back, let us know. And uh, hopefully you listen to me. I know Martin's been giving you some shaky, spotty advice. Uh, you know, I love it. I love you're just Rob Stadamus, right? Like you, like you just batting a thousand. Oh, but you know, if you go to the Fox Sports Radio list and you'll see that me and R.J. Bell from Straight Out of Vegas, I don't get but damn right here on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. You swing and miss, pal. You swing and you miss. 
not as much as you. I'm not batting 220, but it's all good, Martin Weiss. Keep doing your thing, and we'll check you out next week.